Hello, everyone. You know, we're all born intuitive. It's natural. It's part of who you are. And it's okay to use this ability. It's our God-given gift. It's our birthright. You know, many of us have intuitive experiences all the time, but we allow our ego to just brush them aside. You know, for example, have you ever thought about somebody, you know, just out of the blue and then you run into them that same day or you suddenly pick up the phone and there they are? Can you feel people's moods before you even meet them? Have you ever had a hunch that you didn't follow and then you find out later that your hunch was right? Have you ever known the outcome of a situation before it happens? Do you know that the phone is going to ring before it even rings? Do you pick up other people's emotions? You know, if you've answered yes to some or all of these questions, then you have had intuitive experiences. This is a sense of inner awareness, and it's all a part of being intuitive. It's natural, and it happens to us every day, but most of us don't even recognize it. You know, I often say in my workshops, we all come from God. We're all a piece of God. And I don't think that great divine intelligence would let us come here without a little help. You know, your intuition is your connection to the divine. You know, intuition means as spiritual beings, we're able to access, receive, and transmit information that reaches far beyond our physical body and our natural five senses. Intuition is our sixth sense, and we're all sixth century beings. By not using these abilities, you're living a life that is only half lived. Intuition is the way to find your way back to your true self, your authentic self. You know, we're all born intuitive, but as life goes on, we pull away from our intuition. We, once we start school or say around the age of seven, society teaches us to pull away from the right side of our brain and start using the left analytical side of our brain. And our educational system and later our work and career give us skills on how to make money, but we miss the most important skill of all, our intuitive skill that teaches us how to get the most fun and happiness out of life while we're here on this planet to co-create with the universe. We miss all that if we don't tap into our intuition. You know, most of the people I've worked with over the years tell me that once they started working regularly with their intuition, their spirit is more alive. They have a great relationship with their spirit and their spirit guides. But before you can start accessing your intuition, you first need to discover how you perceive information. You know, for example, are you clairsentient to feel? Or maybe you're clairvoyant, which is to see. Or maybe you're clairaudient, which means you hear the small voice within you. You know, one of the problems I find most often when I'm helping people learn to use their intuition is that people often want to see into the next world. They automatically want to see things clairvoyantly. But if that is not your go-to sense, then don't go to that one first. Don't force it. You know, for example, if you're a good feeler, then use that sense first. The others will come later. You have to follow your intuitive strength and not someone else's. And that's very, very important. And here's an important point. If you want to develop your intuitive skills, you cannot be intuitive if you don't meditate every day. You know, just start, if you don't meditate, start with three to five minutes a day of quiet meditation and work your way up to 15 minutes and eventually a half an hour or longer. 
know, and don't look at into don't look at the meditation as something you have to do. It's a little mini vacation that you're giving yourself. It's a gift you're giving yourself every day to get out of the hustle and bustle and just just be with your spirit. The important thing is to have fun as you develop your intuition. It's not about being right or wrong. When you learn to you know, when you learn to use your intuition, and you'll get more yeses than noes. And one of the most common questions that I'm asked is, Joe, why would I want to develop my intuitive ability? And I usually respond back to them with another set of questions. I'll ask them, why wouldn't you want to better all your relationships, enhance your creative ability, help help out the most important parts of your life in your career? Why wouldn't you want to receive intuitive guidance on important decisions? Develop a close relationship with your spirit. Be connected to loved ones who have transitioned. Enhance your physical abilities. Why wouldn't you want to feel even more connected to nature in the universe? I've said and I've written many times in my books and blogs that we're all spiritual beings having a human experience. The fact that you're listening to this podcast means that you're ready to jumpstart your intuitive ability and go far beyond what you could have ever imagined. You know, I like to use the example of being intuitive is like going from AM talk radio to satellite. You know, energy is being transmitted to us all the time. And you refine these messages and have them work for you. So I want to talk a little bit about using imagination to access your intuition. You know, sometimes in my workshops and seminars, I'll have someone stand up and pretend that they're a professional intuitive. And I'll ask, you know, I ask someone else to volunteer and ask the person who is standing up to use their imagination and to do an intuitive reading on them. And I'll have the reader go over to the person using their imagination, tell them what they do for a living. Are they married? Do they have children? And, you know, after the nervousness wears off, they usually get, they're usually pretty accurate because when you use your imagination, intuition automatically slips right in and you just have to be free, open and not worried about being right or wrong. So I encourage you to try, you know, simple exercises to practice using your intuition every day. For example, before you go to work, ask yourself, how many emails will I have in my inbox when I get to work? When your cell phone rings, Don't look at the number, just use your imagination to see if you know who's on the phone. When a bill comes, use your imagination and see if you know what the amount of the bill will be. When you're standing in front of an elevator, don't look up at the floor signs, just look straight ahead and see if you can guess which elevator door will open first. You know, these are some great ways to use your imagination that will spark your intuitive ability. Remember, imagination and intuitive ability work together and bring forth your ability to act on your intuition because that's an important point is so many people get they get intuitive messages but they don't act on it and you have to act on it when you use your intuition have fun you're actually when you're using your intuition you're expanding your aura and you allow information to come in more easily it's a simple and easy way of getting out of your intellect out of your head when you imagine you're setting your mind free instead of being trapped in your body. When you open up your imagination, your intuition is right there beside it. What you're doing is 
you're opening the right side of your brain, which is the intuitive side of the brain. It's your inner child, not your ego. There's no judgment. So use your imagination. One of the things people ask me often is, Joe, what's the difference between imagination and intuition? How do I know if I'm getting something or it's just my imagination? And I explain your imagination will bring something to you and it goes away. Whereas your intuition keeps coming back and back until it gets your attention. The information will keep coming back to you, whereas imagination is just a thought. And here's an important point to be aware of. If you're hearing something or feeling something or seeing something, you need to ask yourself, is this coming to me or is it coming from me? Just by asking this question, you begin to notice if it's coming to you or from you. You know, after the age of seven, we're taught by our teachers and parents and others in society to stay in the left side of our brain, the analytical side, the reasoning side, the judgment side. In society, we're always taught to use logic and reasoning because, you know, we've got to make the money. It's all about the money. Now, I'm not putting those things down, but it's important that you learn to use your imagination in partnership with your logic and reasoning. And once you tap into your imagination and use it, you'll actually be crossing over and using the right side of your brain with the left analytical side for more accurate information. And since your body is an intuitive antenna, it will receive information in many ways. For example, some people feel a chill up their spine. Others may feel a soft breeze on their back. Others will get a gut feeling in their stomach. There are many ways your body is constantly trying to talk to you, to give you intuitive information. Your body has a way of sending you signals through its own language. Whether it's a gut response, a physical sensation, an emotion, or even a dream, your body is talking to you all the time. But we usually ignore the signals. We allow our ego to just trample all over the signals because our ego feels threatened by intuition. And we just brush it away. And usually after that, something goes wrong because we're not listening to our intuition. Don't push it away. Rather, embrace the messages and listen to them. Often through meditation, you'll be able to find the answer to what these signals are trying to tell you. Your body will never lie to you. It's energy. It's one big intuitive antenna. This is where the chakras come in. Our spiritual batteries, our seven major energy centers, to have, you have to stay grounded with these. Take care of your body. Drink enough water. Eat foods with life and energy in them. And this is important. Get enough rest. As I just said, your body will never lie to you. Once you understand how your body gives you signals, you'll be able to act on the impressions when you receive them. But you have to be grounded in present to accurately receive and act on them. You have to be in balance. And a problem... I see is that for a lot of people, they take this too far. They read too many books, attend too many workshops, online classes, they get too many certifications. And I call these people cloud people. For example, I've seen people take a Reiki class and they think that they can go around with their hands up in the air and just heal everyone. Stay grounded. It's your path. It's your journey. You can't and should not ever force it on anyone else. You know, another thing to watch for are physical manifestations. For example, 
if you're sensitive, then being intuitive may make you more sensitive. And this is why you need to stay grounded and balanced. Now, here are some things that can help you stay grounded. Walk barefoot in the grass. Clean your house or apartment. Gardening. Putting your hands in the earth. Exercising. You know, one of the things that I'll do is if I have a day where I am loaded up with readings, where I'll do, you know, three, four reading, you know, intuitive readings during the day, I am drained. So what I'll do is I have a pan of fresh dirt, earth, uh, in, in, in my garage, and I'll just put my feet in that earth for, you know, 10, 15 minutes, however long it takes, and I'll just let the tension go right out and let the earth absorb it, and I feel grounded again. Now, once you develop your intuitive skills, you have to be able to turn it off and on. You know, for example, you could be in a mall with a group of people, and you don't want to be intuitive. You can use your aura to act as a shield so you don't pick up other people's emotions. You know, if someone is feeling down, it may pull you down and may keep you wondering, what's wrong with me? Especially if you came into the mall or a room feeling positive and upbeat. But the correct question you should be asking is, who is wrong with me? Because you could be picking up someone else's energy and absorbing it. Always remember, observe don't absorb you know everyone will develop intuition in their own way in their own time but here's the key don't rush it gradually develop it at your own speed now another another great way to develop your intuitive skills is to put up an altar or some other quiet place in your home that is just for you and your development in meditation a calming space a place to talk with your spirit and your spirit guides Intuitive information, it can come anytime, anywhere. You could be in the shower, driving a car. This is why you should always keep your journal with you so you can write down these thoughts as they're coming to you out of the blue. Now, your journal allows you to record your daily progress on your path. You know, I myself have hundreds of journals for many, from many years of writing. In fact, much of the material that I teach is from past journals. You know, some things to record in a journal could be writing down a thought that is outside the box, coincidences, synchronicities, numbers, colors that seem to show up. Write down your dreams, images, and emotions. Write down pictures and symbols that you see regularly, like animals, animal spirits. You know, animals, you see animals on a regular basis, write those down in your journal. For example, if I'm having a bad day, at, if, if someone's having a bad day at their job, they may see thunderclouds. Often a red ball can mean that there are children in the house. A ring on someone's finger means an engagement. Or a finger you're off the finger means a separation. You know, in my workshops, I'll often ask, what does a waterfall mean to you? And I will often hear the words power, electricity, tranquility and yet when i get some from someone from the new york area they will say niagara falls so your symbols are specific to you and as you move forward with symbols they'll always mean the same specific event for you now i want to focus on now on three the three main ways that you receive intuition clairsentient clairaudient and clairvoyance 
Each of these has a corresponding place in the physical body where they're received and identified. You know, and it's important that you develop the one that is easiest for you before you develop any others. Work and develop your strength first. You know, many people I consult with and mentor believe that seeing is the best way to receive intuitive information. But being a good feeler can also produce excellent results, clairsentience. And let's talk about clairsentience for a minute. This is the inner science of knowing, and this is probably the easiest to develop and access. For example, have you ever walked into a room where there's been an argument that's taken place and you just feel it? And why this happens is because the energy lingers and you end up sensing the emotions that led to the argument through the clear sentient ability. In other words, you're feeling the negative, turbulent energy of that resentment, that argument. Let's look at another example. Let's say you're introduced to someone for the first time and in a social gathering and you immediately get an uneasy feeling. You just know that you're not going to bond with that person. What is happening here is that you're receiving thoughts and feeling from that person's aura, which is then transmitted, transmitted to your solar plexus, your third chakra. So clairsentient is the most common because most people are feelers. Now, here's some, you know, some things to ask so you can tell if you are clairsentient or not. Are your feelings easily hurt? When you're sitting in a room, do you feel if the furniture is not positioned right? When you meet someone, you intuitively know that something is wrong or, you feel, you know, you, or if they appear to be happy or unhappy. When you're driving, do you sense that when you take an alternative route, and find out later that your normal route, there's a traffic jam or accident. Are you a person that everyone goes to when they're feeling down, when they need to get something off their chest? Now, if you answered yes to any of these questions, then there's signs that you have a clairsentient sensitivity. But you have to be careful because many people who are clairsentient will also feel other people's energy. They pick up vibration from other people, which will have an effect on your own outlook. You know, you often tune into another person's vibrations without even knowing it. When this happens, stop for a minute and focus on your third chakra. And as you do, see that you, you see this image of someone. It could be a family member, a friend, even a coworker. Call them. Find out how they're feeling, what they're feeling. If you're clairsentient, it's likely that you'll pick up on other people's emotions, whether they're happy or sad. You know, we live in a society that is not, is not prone to hug and touch each other. Sometimes we don't even look at each other. A clairsentient needs to touch, feel things physically to enhance their intuition. The hands are wonderful receptors of energy. The next time you meet someone Look into their eyes, reach out, shake their hands, and make a real connection. Equally, when you meet, you know, when you meet a friend, give them a hug. Just, you know, just be careful. You know, we're coming out of COVID. Um, some people may not be, you know, want to do that. But if you feel comfortable and they feel comfortable, give them a hug. Shake their hand. So just being clairsentient 
The subtle ways you receive information will help you in so many ways. If you feel that you are clairsentient, here's an exercise that will really help you develop that strength. When you're about to make an important decision, whether it's about a new relationship, buying a new car, home, or business decision, focus your mind, you show, focus on your third chakra, your solar plexus. Find somewhere comfortable to sit. Close your eyes, hold your hands over your solar plexus, about three fingers above the navel. Now imagine this area slowly filling with beautiful yellow light. When you feel settled and comfortable, ask yourself, how do I feel about this decision? How do I feel about this person? And see if they are feeling or, you know, a feeling or an image comes to mind. Ask yourself, does it feel positive or negative? If you're feeling negative, don't just accept that. Ask yourself, why am I feeling negative? And wait to see what other information follows. Ask yourself, why am I, am I, why am I uneasy? The more specific the questions, the more specific the answers will be. Clairsentient is all about feeling. You have to ask yourself, how do I feel about this? This is the key to being clairsentient. If you're clairsentient and you want to turn it off, focus on your third chakra and imagine the yellow light getting smaller and smaller. You know, once you practice these techniques, try going for walks in nature. Open yourself up to feel out, feel the outdoors and all the beauty because everything in the universe is just energy in motion. You will learn to feel it all. So now let's discuss the intuitive strengths of clairvoyance, also known as clairseeing, which means that you are in, your intuitive information is being received through images, pictures, symbols, and colors. It's not about seeing in the physical plane with your physical eye, rather, it's about using your third eye, your sixth chakra. The location of the third eye is located just between your brows, right in the middle. Sometimes these images may be fleeting or subtle, which is why most people don't even notice them. Many people think there's some sort of other dimension going on and to open up and in, in right in front of them with their clairvoyant ability, but that's not the case. There are two ways to see clairvoyantly, subjectively, which means in your own mind or objectively, which means seeing outside of yourself. You know, many times people will see energy at the, uh, you know, in the corner of their eye only to look and it disappears. Some people see white specks in front of them or other, you know, or above, you know, other people when they're looking at them. You see someone walk by and there's no one there. In this case, you may be seeing moving energy using your clairvoyant ability. You know, through time and practice, you may see the same symbols, which I talked about earlier, will repeatedly come back to you and you'll learn how to interpret them by drawing your own analogies. You know, it's important to take in, to make note that these symbols in your journal, write them down and see how they feel, feel if they feel right to you. They will become part of your intuitive dictionary for interpreting clairvoyant information. And some of the indicators to look for to tell if you are clairvoyant or not is, do you often experience vivid, highly memorable dreams? Are you the sort of person who doesn't wear a watch because you have the ability to actually visualize what time it is? Are you good at picturing exactly where to place furniture to enhance the energy of the design of your home or room? 
your office? Have you ever looked at someone and you just know they're about to get sick or even that they appear to be quite healthy? When you're talking to someone on the phone, can you vision exactly what they might look like even though you've never met them before? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you probably already possess some clairvoyant ability. Now, some people can find the unknown pretty scary, and the word clairvoyant can often scare people, but all it is is just seeing through your mind's eye. And people who are clairvoyant often want to spend time in the outdoors or in the open, well-lit spaces. And when they travel, they're the ones that have to see it all. They never want to miss a thing. You know, once you know how to access a specific reception area, you interpret your own symbols and images. It can help you as well as helping others. You know, when someone is clairvoyant, they will often use the words, I see. I get the picture. This, you know, that doesn't look right. Whereas our our clairsentient says, I feel. This doesn't feel right. That doesn't feel right. The clairvoyant the clairvoyant will say, I see, I get the bit, I get the big picture. Someone doesn't look right. You know, it's part of my teaching. I recommend, you know, to my students and clients, wherever you are, whether it's inside or outside, try to notice everything around you. If you're outside, notice the blueness of the sky, the greenness of the grass and the trees and the colors of the plants and flowers. Try to notice all the diverse cultures of the people that you come in contact with during the day, each and every day. If you're in a room, notice the colors on the wall. You know, all the pictures on the wall. Notice them. Notice the fixtures. Notice everything. You know, so many people want to see immediately with their third eye, when in fact, they don't even notice their surroundings in the physical world. But paying attention to your surroundings You'll be training your third eye to notice even more. This will assist you in developing your clairvoyant abilities. The next time you want to use your clairvoyance to see, to see, or to answer a question or make a decision, start, you know, start closing by closing your eyes, focus on the third eye area, and then ask your, ask your question. As always be specific. When you do this, always write it down in your journal. Whether you saw a symbol, a word, a color, a person, or even an object. By practicing and experimenting, you'll you'll continue to sharpen your intuitive abilities. And you'll practice and you'll be amazed at how accurate you will get with practice. And there's a simple saying that we've all heard. Use it or lose it. Once you learn to use your sixth sense, this remarkable ability... You'll be amazed and delighted at how it will enhance every area of your life. A whole new world will open up to you because you'll begin to see the world and not just what is right in front of you. Let me close by giving you a great affirmation that you can say every day, several times a day if you can. Um, Put it up someplace on a mirror where you'll see it constantly. It'll help you develop your intuition. I am beginning to develop my clairvoyant ability more and more and I notice all the beauty around me so that's my message for this week all my love and I'll see you next week